Thank you for tuning in to Conversations with KC, a segment brought to you by the Keeping It Real with KC podcast. Here, the conversations are raw and casual with people from a plethora of backgrounds. And your favorite host, KC Phoenix. Welcome back to the Keeping It Real with KC podcast. I, of course, am your host, KC Phoenix, and I have an awesome awesome guest on with me. This guest was kind enough to do a redo because due to technical issues, and I, I mentioned this to my listeners who, of course, my firebirds who have been listening to the show throughout that there were like the main audio went bad. The backup audio went bad. It was just like, what, what, what did I do? Was this Mercury retrograde or what was going on here? But this guest was not kind enough to come back on and I will let this guest introduce herself. Okay. Are we good to go? Yes, we are. <laughs> All right. Hi folks. Or you know, good evening or hello there as we say in New York. I'm Corby Mitlide. Uh 32nd elevator speech. Been doing this work for almost 50 years since I was 18. I'm 66. <clears throat> Full-time job. 40 weekends a year. Used to be on the road before the big bug adventure. Still work six days a week. Um, read a thousand people a year. Books, radio, television. And I get to get up every morning. I don't have to get up every morning. That's the secret. Okay, awesome. Now, with this, because when we had spoke before, you, you found out during that particular conversation that I deal with tarot card readings, which actually is straight, oddly enough, tarot card readings. Um, I had already put one up probably about a week ago for today, which is the solar eclipse in the new moon of Sagittarius. Yes. And um, I, during my reading, I titled it Eureka because that's what I kind of felt like it would be. I don't know if you're, if you were picking up that same energy, like a lot of people will have some Eureka moments or what energy, because Honestly, I always tell people everyone reads differently because what the energy you pick up may be totally different from what I pick up and what someone, but you know, outside of you and I, they may pick up something totally different. So what did you pick up for today? For today? Well, um, there is some stuff about the eclipse, uh, I believe, that deals with Algol, which is not the greatest planet in the world. Um, and a friend of mine who was the, is the best astrologer I know, Pat Dumas in York, PA, uh, told me a couple of weeks ago, we're going to get some big hit again on the coronavirus and boom, there we get Omicron. Um, but what I'm sensing is this may be what the beginning of the end or the end of the beginning, I'm not sure, but notice that everything they're saying about Omicron, yeah, it may be more transmissible, but part of its mutation looks like the average cold, which we're not going to get rid of. You know, the colds and the cockroaches, they're going to outlive humanity. (laughs) But the other thing is the people who are getting it, mild symptoms. So it could be, as science told us, the more this thing mutates, the less dangerous it becomes Because if it needs to feed off us, it doesn't want to kill us. It knows that. It needs to keep the herd 
in line. So we may be beginning to see the big bug ratchet down to maybe we get, you know, a big bug shot like a flu shot every year. But we're not going to be so panicked that we all stay locked in our houses because if we get it, we're going to be on a ventilator and die. So that's how I'm seeing the Eureka point. Okay. I can, I can totally see that energy. Now also with in going back to the staying in the houses, so on and so forth. And Mm -hmm. let's just touch on health for a second. Have you ever had anyone approach you specifically about health? Has anyone ever said, Oh, Hey, all the time. Okay. (laughs) So they're like, Hey, I have the surgery, which also, by the way, I found this out. um, looking at a moon calendar. It says during Mm. the new, I believe during the eclipses and during the new moons, you're not supposed to do surgery or something like that. But oh, it's, it's even more complicated than that. You don't want to have surgery on the part of the body that is ruled by where the moon is. Oh. So, for instance, if the moon's in Aries, I think you don't want to have brain surgery. If the moon's in Pisces, you don't want foot surgery. Things like that. Um, so, but no. Now, I know a schnut, a schnut about <laughs> astrology. Um, when someone comes to me about health matters, I will check... direct channel, but I keep telling them, I'm like your general practitioner. Mm -hmm. The mark of a professional intuitive is if they're okay at something, but they know someone who's brilliant and that thing is what the client wants, they make a reference. So when someone comes to me about a, a serious illness, you know, I've had gut problems for a year and a half, or I'm afraid of this biopsy or whatever, I immediately send them to my friend, Stacey Wells, whom I consider the best medical intuitive in the U.S. Wow. At the same time, when someone comes to her about past lives, that's my specialty. That's what spirit has specifically given me as one of my top two skills. So she would send them over to me. A professional knows we will get all the clients that are correct for us. And there is an abundance. There are 8 billion people in the world and I can't read them all. So if someone wants to send me my specialty and I want to send somebody else their specialty, that's perfectly fine. And it takes good care of my clients, which is really what we're in service to do. Now, that's interesting because I guess for everyone is sort of different. Like with me, when I do readings and stuff, I usually go by the energy that sort of hits me in the face first. Now, one thing that I learned by um, watching others read, specifically True, which is, um, she's part of uh, this YouTube channel, it's True Water Intuition on YouTube, Mm -hmm. is that she gives different variations of what something may mean, where she'll explain it one way and then she's saying, and then also it could mean this. And sometimes when I read, I'll go with the energy that slaps me in the face first, like what's the Mm -hmm. strongest energy. And then I'll go back and I'll say, okay, for others of you, it could mean this. Um, Is that a style that you sort of practice or? Bet your booties. Because number one, I remind people that even the best of us, we're human. 
We're only 85% accurate. The only one 100% accurate is God. And God is not doing phone tower readings these days. <laughs> um, the card that I'll use to explain it is the Nine of Cups. Now, everybody looks at the Nine of Cups and says, oh, that's wishes fulfilled. Yay. But I mm -hmm. remind people there is a secondary meaning. Be careful what you wish for because you're going to get it. And that mm. is a totally different section. So what that does is that keeps our clients aware of the changes and the nuances in whatever situation they're in. I want my clients to be able to think on their feet. But that's also why I do the allegory, tell the story of the pictures. Mm -hmm. um, in the temperance card, you have an angel. Mm -hmm. The angel is spilling water from cup to cup, and it's not being spilled on the ground. The angel has one foot in the water and one foot on land. What's the allegory? Water is always emotion in tarot. Mm -hmm. Spilling water from cup to cup and not having any drop to the ground is emotional mastery. How do you get emotional mastery? You keep one foot in where you are. That's the dry foot and one foot in where you want your life to flow. That's the wet one. Okay. See, um, that is why I love, love tarot because people want stories. They want a picture in their mind. And if you could explain the picture on the tarot card to them in a way. What was the last thing that you got that I said so I could roll it back? Okay, so let me go back mm -hmm. um, before because I have to play it in my mm -hmm. head because you were explaining as in the telling the stories about and that is what people want to hear with the tarot message. That's right. That's why, I, look, how many women come to us as readers and they keep saying, well, you know, I love to do these things, but everybody needs me and I can't say no and okay fine we can say you really need to learn to say no and make your boundaries blah 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 but you know what i do is i hand them a postcard and the postcard that i have made up for them is no is a fabulous idea okay <laughs> and on the back i've written them a little story the tale of sid who is Moses' second cousin, and he's leading the Israelites on the other side of the desert, and they come to an oasis, and there's one well and one bucket, and he's the only one who knows how to winch it up. So he says, oh, I am the great and noble Sid, and I promised I would get you to the promised land. I will winch up the bucket, and you should all drink first. Yeah, well, that's a martyr, and he dies of dehydration. Nobody else can winch up the bucket, so they all die. Now, if he was smart, wow. he would have given himself a drink first, Everybody would have then had a drink. They would have gotten to the other side of the desert. That is called learning how not to be a idiot. And people laugh, <laughs> laugh and they remember. And I give the women this postcard and say, put it on the refrigerator. And all of a sudden, that idea of they are allowed to have boundaries and claim their lives sits on the fridge next to the picture from their grandchild says no is a fabulous idea and they're not afraid to say it stories are everything and and with that with boundaries mm -hmm. is in talking about tarot one boundaries card because i learned it later mm -hmm. on 
is it first um i was told the two of swords is one because obviously with the two swords it can be the blocking Mm -hmm. and then also the other boundaries card well there's a few is the nine of wands Mm -hmm. can be a boundaries card is what i've been taught and then also seven of wands where it's sort of like you're standing your ground and you have the high ground. right you're standing in your belief right um with that i guess it's a thing of when knowing to interpret that message if it's about boundaries which i've mentioned that before actually one of my recent tarot card mm-hmm. readings i do a quick three tarot for the collective Good. And the title of that reading was your boundaries with your family may be too extreme mm-hmm. <laughs> is what is um, what I had for that. But I guess my thing is, it's strange how you can use one tarot deck and it'll tell a different story from another tarot deck. Because when I um, read, I don't know how it goes with you, but I go by the energy that I'm picking up and usually that deck it, it it goes perfect with the reading. Mm-hmm. Well, I do that. Um, there's one tarot deck I use because I adore it, and that's the Tarot Illuminati. But I also yeah. <laughs> use all of these Oracle decks in my readings, and each deck has a specific job. So I have a deck by John Gray, who wrote Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. That's about karma and relationships. I have a medicine wheel deck when someone wants to know what their destiny is, what they're here to do. I have uh, the fairies oracle when somebody really needs a clue brick upside the head. And when I get the decks, they tell me what they want to do. And so I will go, if someone says, does Bruce love me? Well, I'll probably use the tarot deck to tell that. But if they say, where the heck is the next one? Then I use two decks. The first deck I use is that karma and relationship deck. I pull what I call the four and four. These are the four qualities my querent needs. These are the four qualities to look for in their new partner. Then I'll use tarot to see where the next partners are coming in the next three years. Don't be afraid to use different decks. They're great. Oh, trust me. Over to my left, I could run and go get them. I have a gazillion tarot decks and oracle Mm -hmm. decks. And um, I've become attached to certain ones that hopefully the other ones won't hear. But it's just, (laughs) it's just, it it happens sometimes. But let me ask you this because you mentioned past Mm -hmm. lives and I spoke with someone many years ago and I used to talk with her a lot. I probably need to do another reading with her Mm -hmm. too as well. And she's a, I believe it's called a Reiki master Mm -hmm. is what she is. And she had mentioned to me before that I lived a past life. And when I first met her a long time ago, this was almost two decades ago, I had this fear of dying young. Mm -hmm. And she said to me, she said, the reason you're having that fear is because in your past life, you died young. Mm -hmm. But she said, don't worry about that. That's not going to happen in this life. She said, you're actually going to have a long life in this Mm -hmm. life. And because I always thought I was going to die in my mid 20s, you know, now I'm 40, I'll be 43. So it's in June. not happening. But good. yeah. <laughs> so that was uh, one thing that we had discussed. And we discussed a few other things too. But how do you, um, 
looking for the best way to articulate this. How do you tap into that energy to see what someone's past life is? Well, or was? Well, for one thing, <laughs> when people ask me, did I have a past life? I kind of give them the hairy elbow and think, you think you're smart enough to get it done in one? No, honey. We've all had hundreds. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, because we've had hundreds of past lives, I could find an absolutely true life for you in 12th century Italy and tell you, and if it has no resonance to your current life, you're going to go, yeah, really? Cool. But <laughs> when someone comes to me with a phobia, an obsession, a place they either love or hate that makes no sense, a person who is out of all proportion in their lives, that's a past life key. And that's what I go for. And I don't do regression. I don't hypnotize them. I'm the one who goes to the Akashic Records, pulls down the book and says, read chapter two. Two wonderful examples. A woman came to me and said, look, I'm really worried about my son. He's in his late 20s. He won't live more than a mile from me. He always asks me about every decision he's going to make. What is wrong that he's not being independent? And so I just closed my eyes, went upstairs and immediately, immediately saw, okay, uh, 1944, Utah Beach, this is D-Day. He's a soldier. He's got a pretty badly mangled leg from uh, shells. You're his commanding officer and you're dragging him over uh, a dune to hide him. You've got some shrapnel hits too, but you both get out alive. And I opened my eyes and she looked at me and she said, what was my rank? I said, you were sergeant. She goes, he has nicknamed me Sarge since he was three years old, and we had no idea where that came from. Wow. Second story. There was a woman who was from the Midwest, you know, um, had absolutely no connection with the Civil War, but she kept having this feeling about the Underground Railroad. And so I closed my eyes, went upstairs, I said, okay. I see you, it's in a whitewashed room, but it's a very low ceiling. In fact, the two taller gentlemen who are in there with you, their heads are bent over in order to fit in the room. You are kneeling by a rickety iron bed. Your dress is about 1862 or three. It's gray. It's got black soutache around the peplum and, and your sleeves and maybe the hem. And you're all looking very sorrowfully at the person in the bed. It was a very old black woman who was dying there was great affection for her among all three of you. The situation was she needed to get to Boston. That was the end of the railroad for her, and she was going to die before she got there. She had escaped from a Mississippi plantation. And I opened my eyes, and the woman had tears running down her face. She said, I've had that dream repeatedly for 20 years. I never knew what it was. This is why past lives are important. If there is a hook here, then you get to know what it is. But if you're a janitor in Paducah, Kentucky, and you figure out, oh, I was Napoleon, you're not going to want to live the janitorial life. You're going to be saying, look where I fought Waterloo and blah, blah, blah. No, that's why spirit does not let you remember all your past lives, only the ones that will make a positive impact on helping you change in this lifetime. Well, yeah, with the past life, it's really interesting because I've heard about it. And another thing that was brought up to me, which um, her name is Vivian Baslari, mm -hmm. and she's in Jersey. Okay. And Vivian had mentioned to me, she said, you were an entertainer in your past mm -hmm. life, but you didn't get to finish what you were mm -hmm. doing. And I'm like, 
Hmm. <laughs> okay. Did she tell you anything about the when you lived, what the entertainment was, anything like that? No, she just said that I um, was an entertainer. She said, but I didn't get to finish what I was doing. I think she mentioned something with film or whatever, but she said I was in the entertainment industry. I just didn't get to finish what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, okay. And then also, um, I've always felt like there's some connection between me and Egypt. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is about me and Egypt. But it's weird. And then on top of that, I had a dream um, last night, which I plan on asking my mother about this because she's all in the family research and all that stuff's not really my thing. But um, I had a dream that both sides of my family bought their freedom. Like the the slaves in my family, they bought their freedom. And I was just like, where did that dream go? Why would I dream about that? And when I have those types of dreams where I'm like, why would I dream about that? It kind of makes me pay attention closer to things. I don't know if you have dreams as well where it you wake up and you're like, okay, wait, what? Um, Not with regard to past lives, but uh, dreams when it's spirit tapping you on the shoulder and saying, pay attention over here. Yes, I do. Um, the, the one thing I'm going to tell you is spirit rifles in our file cabinet to see what we're going to be good at. What are our talents with me? Theater major at Brown university. I was a professional actor in New York. So I understand characters. I am a writer. I can tell stories and I am a history freak have been since my teenage years. So whereas, Mm -hmm. I might be with another good past life person. They might say, I see you in a long skirt and a big hat with a feather and there's this big building behind you so I know it's old fashioned. I would be able to see the exact same thing and go, you're on a hobble skirt, it's a picture hat, that's an ostrich feather and you're standing in front of the Brandenburg Gate. So this is Berlin in 1911. Which one's gonna give you more information? On the other hand, I am not someone who can use a pendulum at all because I have a slight tremor in one hand, and so I can't trust that information. And don't expect me to do spirit art. I can't draw a stick figure with a sharp pencil and a lot of prayer. So somebody else would do those things. But because I love history of all kinds, I'm the one that can delve in and give you the details. And once I give you the details, that very often explains situations. Um, Woman came to me with asthma, and I immediately saw her choking and dying from smoke in a subway accident in a particular city. And we saw it um, in in the 19 teens. And she was able to find in a newspaper from that time in that city, the exact description of the accident that we saw her in. If there is a way that you can find the history nuggets to show you were really there it's wonderful it's certainly better than saying i must have been anne boleyn because i can't wear turtlenecks no darling that's not the case (laughs) (coughs) wow okay so now let's go you were saying mentioning the writing Mm -hmm. which also thank you again for the lovely book that you sent me 
as well. <laughs> I appreciate that. But can you tell the audience about some of the books that you've written? Because you've written more than I've one book. I've written three, and there's a fourth one that's coming. All right, let's start with the one that I sent you. Was that this one? That is correct, okay. yes. This is my second book, but I think it would be of most interest to your audience. It's called The Psychic Yellow Brick Road, How to Find the Real Wizards and Avoid the Flying Monkeys. And the reason I wrote mm -hmm. this book actually came from about 15 years ago. I was doing a very, very large psychic fair in Toronto. Now, when you have 250 booths, the promoters can't bet everybody. Most of us are good and real professionals, but you occasionally get the fakes. And across from us was one of the fake gypsies. So um, um, a woman was walking between the aisles and she was looking at all the booths. And the fake gypsy runs out and grabs her arm. Now, in psychic show parlance, this is called hooking, and it's as bad as the other kind of hooking. But she says, oh, you no need to pay $30, $40, $50. I read your palm for 10 Come. Drags the woman into her booth behind a screen like the one behind me. 20 minutes later, a bunch of us mm -hmm. see the client walking out crying hysterically, and we run over and say, are you all right? Apparently, the fake gypsy had said, oh, you have a family curse. How many in your family? Four? You have dog, $50 every family member, 25 for a dog, he's small, we fix. And told the woman if she didn't burn 400 specially blessed candles at the Roman Catholic Church, I bless real good, only $1 candle. Her entire family was going to die in a car accident in two weeks, and she bought it. And I just said, there needs to be a book out there that keeps people safe. So that's this one. There are a lot of books that will tell you how to do psychic development. So I didn't need to do that. But even if you've never been to a psychic in your life, you can pick up this book and figure out how to mm -hmm. safely work with an intuitive. And what I also loved is a lot of psychics read this book and came to me laughing and saying, oh, my God, I wish I had this book when I was starting out because it warns the reader and us the kind of things that we normally work with. There is a chapter in here called when getting a reading won't help and the page that every single psychic has hysterics over is does bruce think about me no has he ever thought about me not the way you want if i do such and such will he think about me no well is he going to call soon he isn't well if he isn't going to call soon will he call later and these are the kind of clients that keep beating on you until you just say fine yes he loves you and he wants seven babies with you but he just doesn't know it yet <laughs> oh good i thought so don't do this to us you know um so it's all about how to choose a good psychic how to have a good session with them because you know part of it is on the client as well what to ask what not to, <coughs> excuse me what not to ask the various things we do like channeling and mediumship and things like that and yes there is one chapter on how do i get started which is your basic ground center and shield mm -hmm. but the book was written so that I don't care if the reader never comes to me. If they go to somebody else and it's a trustworthy, intuitive, the old saying, all boats rise. We have to keep each other in good odor, as they used to say, um, with clientele. Because when one psychic is bad, we all get blamed. It's the old one oh damn ruins ten attaboys. So... If now, that's 
we we got to work. That's the first time I've heard that. Well, actually, there's a there's the S word is oh. Uh, ruined and out of uh, Yes, because think about it. We will always remember the stupid things we did and we'll dismiss the good stuff as well. You know, that happened. Yeah, fine. Um, and that's that's customer service. You can have 10 great experiences in the restaurant, but if you get one sucky waiter, oh, you're writing bad reviews on Yelp and you're telling all your friends not to go and, and, and. Mm-hmm. So that's why if this book helps you have a good experience, I've done my job for all of us. And with the experience, and, and this is the thing, speaking of experience, let's um, hone in on yep. that. For people like me, because I still consider myself a novice, even though people are like, oh, no, you, you do a good job. And I've had people um, like one person I did a reading for the for Sagittarius, mm-hmm. for the collective of Sagittarius. And one person emailed me because and they went through what I said in the reading and they're like, every time you said something, my mouth dropped to the floor because everything that I was saying happened in their life. And I'm just like, okay, but Did you get that in writing? Because to... I'm gonna tell you why. We need, all of us need to keep testimonial books because we can tell people that we're wonderful and that doesn't count. When they read what other people have said, that they will believe. Yes, actually, the funny thing is I have it in writing. It was sent as a Facebook message, but I can't because some of the stuff in it was very personal. Mm -hmm. This uh, One thing about my listeners, they feel very comfortable Mm -hmm. (laughs) with me. And the situation that was brought up during that particular reading, (laughs) she went into more detail about Mm -hmm. it. So you take an excerpt and you put the dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And doing that. But the thing is, is that I don't know how this stuff happens. Just like... Yes, I have no idea what's going on. The last thing I heard you say is last conversation. Okay, so no, totally fine. Yeah, and it's still recording. That's the good thing. <laughs> but no, last um, mm-hmm. conversation I had, I had mentioned that I had moved because of a dream that I had, which was turned out to be a premonition. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I didn't have any control over. Where I've had premonitions where I've done readings where things have happened. I've had um, one of my friends who I'm pretty close with. He always tells me he's an Aries. He's like, your readings always seem to resonate with me. He's like, everything you bring up seems to be right on the mark. Mm -hmm. I don't Mm -hmm. know how I do what I do, if that makes sense. Now, with tarot cards, is I always tell people the cards are the cards. If the cards, whatever cards are going to come out, they're going to come out. Because I've done this before where I've shuffled and did pre, you know, the pre-shuffle to pick up the energy and things like that. And it's like right. I see a card and I'm like, right. I'm not taking that. And then I'll put it back in and then sure enough, the card will come right back out. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's saying. Who who are you telling Shannon? <laughs> shut up. Dude. So, but at the same time, you know 
that a card can have a totally weird and different meaning for a client if that is what spirit Yeah, that happened with the Nine of Wands, because remember when we were talking about a second ago with this conversation where boundaries, but during Mm -hmm. one reading, it was either for Taurus or Gemini. I forgot which sign it was. During that reading with the Nine Mm -hmm. of Wands, I kept on picking up physical abuse. Don't know why. I was just, and I kept, and I was saying that during the reading um, to my listeners for that sign, I was like, I'm picking up physical mm-hmm. abuse. I was like, I don't know why. that. Key, I say, usually it's the wounded warrior, but not in that sense, though. I was like, why am I picking this up? And then mm-hmm. sure enough, was, yeah, someone um, left the comment and said, that's my story. It happened to me. And they said, yes, they were a Gemini that um, did it. And I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. With experience, I guess the thing is, I'm a perfectionist. If you haven't noticed I, I like for things to be right also i have a huge ego my my son may be cancer but my moon's in leo <laughs> so i i okay. like being right and when i do what i do for my listeners i want to be right so i know i'm giving them the best of me and how do mm-hmm. you know when you've reached that level of it's like oh i'm good it's almost like with whitney houston my favorite singer of all time whitney houston reached a certain level and Mm -hmm. she knew she was whitney houston Mm -hmm. you couldn't tell her that she couldn't sing with you and your experience obviously you're at that level how when did it dawn on you it's like okay i have enough experience under my belt i'm really good at what i do when did it dawn on you to have that confidence? Because clearly you you have confidence. I don't know that Dawn broke over Marblehead at any particular point <laughs> like that. But what I what I will say is the more I actually left my ego mm-hmm. behind and remembered I'm just the tube it comes through, thank you, John Holland, and didn't question anything that came out of my mouth, accepted that that's what spirit wanted them to hear. That's when I relaxed into it. Notice it wasn't I had to be right. It was I had to say what spirit wanted me to say. Um, you know, the uh, two examples, the thing about a card means something different for somebody. This card, the three of pentacles, normally it is a church with a stained glass window and somebody working on the window. Mm-hmm. And it talks about mastery. But I was reading for a couple in Kitchener and the card came out and what came out of my mouth was there is a deconsecrated or abandoned church within about two miles from here and you need to open up a cafe bakery there. It wasn't what they did, but it did. Okay. And I kind of blinked and they looked at each other and looked at me and said, yeah, we know which one. We've been arguing about it for two years. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it was just there. And this is the thing about you must trust that what you're getting, it doesn't matter if you think it's right, spirit knows. There was a woman that I read for, you know, all my good stories are Canadian, <laughs> again in Kitchener. Um, and uh, there were a couple of challenging things which I said to her politely, but they were challenging. And she gets up from my table and she says, you suck. And she walks away. Wow. Well, okay, fine. Next time in, I'm in Canada, you know, I just look at these people and go, blessings on you. She was the first person in my chair the next time I was in Canada. 
she said, last time I said you sucked, I said, yes, I remember. Because you said that I was going to take in a border and then I was probably going to want to sell my house. And I thought that was all bull. But my daughter got pregnant and moved home. And now I'm going to sell my house so I can help raise my grandson. And I still don't like you, but I want to know what else you see. Don't shoot the messenger. You see, that's why if you get a message and you channel for someone a rutabaga riding on a plaid fire engine, you're going to think, what drugs did I take? I'm going to tell you right now. You say to your client, I have no idea why I'm getting this, but I am seeing a rutabaga riding a plaid fire engine. I bet you they will say that was my toy when I was four or that was the first drawing my grandchild did for me and it's still on the refrigerator. There will be meaning. But if you're in ego and afraid of being wrong, they could miss that message. Okay. So the best thing you can do to be a legend for other people is put the ego aside. We are here in service, Casey. You know it. And as that result, if we just look upstairs and say, okay, crew, I'm, I'm on deck. Do it for me. Our ego doesn't have to worry at all. Spirit will bring it down the way we need it to go. And that's when you just say, I'm in the groove. I am so fortunate I get to do this. And see, I'm going to be a work in progress because I just, I, I was like, <laughs> he is. You know, jeez. Honey, I started reading when I was 18. I'm 66. It took You're me 66? a little while, okay? Wow. Mm -hmm. You look great. Two magic words, darling. No children take <laughs> 10 years off your looks right there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I can tell you, for me, it's just... When you're delivering a message, and yes, I get those things like you do, where it's like, where am I getting this from? Where, why am I getting this from the cards? Yeah, it, it's from the it's from the quarter of left field in space cadet, but you got to bring and, it down. Yes, you know, you blurt it out, but going back to the ego thing, it's like, okay, I want to make sure I'm helping someone. Where it's like, I don't want it to be in vain for them. Not for me, because it's, it's whatever for me. But I'm talking about for them, where it's like, okay, well, is the message right? Is it going to help them? Is it going to do this? Is it going to do that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I... You talk to your guides. You just said, I want to make sure I'm right. I want to make sure I'm helping. For the session, you just go, guys, I want to make sure I'm helping. I want to make sure she gets the right message. You're on deck. And then... It's, it's the old hallmark saying, let go and let God. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and God could be Ralph the Wonder Dog. I don't care. But when we realize we're just the tube it comes through, then we're fine. It's like a hammer does not strut around on our back deck and go, look at that nail. I did such a great job putting that in. No, the hammer is a tool. Somebody held it and whacked the hammer against the nail. The person who held it was great. The hammer was just a tool. And you and I are just tools for spirit. Wow. We may have egos, but that's <laughs> that truth. Okay. Now, I have another question for you. We had, when we spoke before, you yeah. had mentioned about being on the road. You're not on the road as much. However, uh, at all. 
I was going to say, because my thing is, I still, my 2022 prediction is about balance, because it's going back to the number six mm-hmm. and equal give and take, because I think six mm-hmm. of pinnacles, six of, you know, equal give and take charity, six of swords, moving away from things, so on and so forth. Six of six of wands. Exactly. So six of cups, family, nostalgia, building emotional bonds, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So... I honestly feel 2022 will be amazing, despite what the, how can I say this in a, I have to be somewhat politically correct, despite what, (laughs) despite what the dark forces want to do to the world, I honestly feel Mm -hmm. that there will be some normalcy in 2022, not new normalcy. Now the crash is going to happen. I've al- I already did a reading on the crash, and I, yes, I, I've already crash. picked up on that energy, and it's not going to be pretty. And the thing that um, came up to me in the reading that kept on repeating in my head, the something kept saying in my head, the last shall be first, is what kept on going off in my head, and I kept on saying that yeah. when I um, mentioned that in my reading. Do you see what quarter? I it's don't see happen? the quarter, but I do know it's going to be ugly. And also, um, another thing I picked up: some of the people who think they are going to be safe, like in the upper echelons, they will not be safe, according to the energy I picked up. Of course, what you may pick up and what another person may pick up may be different things. But the energy I picked up: some of the people thinking, "Oh, well, I'm up here and I have all my stuff invested properly, and this isn't going to happen to me. It'll happen to the peasants down there. I'll be fine." The energy yeah. I was picking up is like, Mm-mm. and then I had a dream later, a few weeks later after that reading, about a a, a large mansion. And it was about this fountain in the mansion. And it was dry. It was totally dry. And when I was talking to people, there's like, yeah, um, water used to run here, but it doesn't anymore. And then the um, owners had left this mansion and other people had left the neighborhood. And it was just really, really crazy. But I, the gist from what I took from the dream was, is that a lot of people who live a life of luxury now will be, I don't want to say knock down a peg because that's kind of mean. I don't want to say it that way, but they will be more, be, I guess they will learn how. They will have to be more aware. That of what and I guess become a little bit more humble might be the thing too. Yeah. Look, I'll give you a, a this world thing. Um, my stepmother left me a little money in a 401k. It was in the stock market for years. Two years ago, I pulled it out. Now, yes, the past two years, the stock market has still gone up, but I kept hearing, no, 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 keep it out. That is how you're safe. Is So, yeah, it, it's going to be another 1930s. The, and I, like, I feel that it's going to be, and, but the energy after it happens, is and that's why I'm optimistic that I picked up is that it's going to be beautiful for a lot of people as it is where people are going to find their spirit they're they're going to see how resilient mm-hmm. they truly are when they go through it's almost like fire baptism you know how I'm sure you heard like fire baptized where you have to go through the fire to come yes. out stronger so 
that's what I feel is going to happen. Yeah. And I believe normal, not the new normal, normal will happen sometime in 2022. When that normal happens, do you think you will start traveling again? No, I don't need to. Um, it's not so much the big bug, but I may look good for 66. But, and this is an example of how spirit makes sure you're in the right place at the right time. I used to do 45 weekends a year on the road. Loved it. My friends called me the travel <laughs> channel. Um, but in July of 19, herniated disc, pinched nerve. Honey, that makes bearing triplets look like a tea party. Agony. It took me about four months to relieve it, get okay with PT. But the doctor said, you know, you're okay now, but traveling is toast for you. You can't do eight hours in the car anymore. You can't be on your feet for 12 hours. You can't do the load in and the load out. So I knew that I had to all of a sudden take all of my traveling business and get it online, which I did November to March 2020. And what happened in March 2020, the beginning of the year of Murder Hornet right. Bingo and Hold My Beer. <laughs> now, all of my friends who were only on circuit, they had a terrible 2020. 2020 and this year for me have been as good or better than when I did shows. So that was spirit telling me, you've done what you need to do out there. You're home now. And that's fine. But that's why I wrote this book, which is the newest one. And that's You've Got the Magic Who Needs a Genie. It's everything I learned 18 years on the road at Holistic Expos and Psychic Fairs because I managed to straddle the twin mountains of wiki woo and business and that's a tough place for most people to be if you read this book and you learn good business practices while you are out there as a reader a healer a holistic vendor you're going to be able to make a living doing this and i want that for people so i'm simply passing the baton to those with less years on the tires and better backs you know God bless you guys. You do the hotel room in the 14 oh, hours a day. 14 hours. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, let me ask you, I was going to say, let me Wait. ask you this, because you're saying that yeah. you moved everything to online. Can you tell the audience some of the online things that you have available? Oh, yeah. Um, I actually can do more online than I could at the shows because I have my computer here. So, for instance, I would do a general reading for you at a show, and I'd use my cards and my Oracle decks and channeling. Now, I can also use my very complicated numerology computer program to do numerology for you as well, and we incorporate that in. So, I do you know your general readings, which is the everyday tour bus. We do luck readings. We do anniversaries. We do birthdays. We do Mother and Father's Day. We do romance. Of course, we do romance. Um... I do soul plan readings. Now that's from the books that I was in with Robert Schwartz. And um, I only do two a month because it is literally, I hit the deck at 6.30 in the morning. I am at my desk for 12 hours doing deep trance meditation, talking to your higher self, getting two to as many as 10 past lives down in detail. And then I talk with you for an hour on the phone. So like that reading, yes, it is expensive but it's because you're getting 14 hours of my time. And I tell people that's a luxury. That's not a necessity. You, you know, if you can do a 15 minute general reading and that does it for you, 
that's great. I'm a weird psychic. I downsell myself. I don't upsell. The least money you can spend with me and get the answers, I am happy. The other things I do, uh, your sentence of passion consultation, that helps you find your purpose, what you're here to do. Um, brainstorm your new age business. I do that. I teach online. I teach Deca dance. I teach life as Kinsukuroi. Um, and the other thing that I encourage is I've got a Patreon group. Now, what's Patreon? Patreon is kind of a subscription thing where whatever you are putting in a month, and it's tiny, it's like 10 bucks a month. You are saying to me or to whatever creator you're supporting, mm -hmm. I believe in you. And in return, you get perks. For instance, if you're one of my Patreons at 10 bucks a month, once a month, you get private time with me and the rest of the tribe where we'll do meditations, we'll do readings, and it is time with me. You do $25 a month, you're gonna get that time with me once a month and four times a year, I'm going to teach private classes only for those 25 a month Patreon peeps instead of you have to see me you know, with 50 okay. other people. So you can do all of that. It depends on what can I do to serve you to help you grow, to lift you. That's everything okay, that I do. Okay, awesome. And what's your uh, website for that? Oh, it's easy. CorbyMidlife.com. <laughs> if you, um, I do free readings once a month on my Facebook page, which is Fire Through Spirit. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest, and again Patreon, all under Corby Midlife. I am hard to okay. find. Awesome. Well, I will have your contact information in the details section. And also speaking of um, information, Super. I didn't say it at the beginning. Usually I say it um, mm -hmm. at the beginning of every episode I do. KIRWKC.com, main podcasting platform. This podcast is carried on Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Overcast, Bullhorn, Amazon Music, and other podcasting platforms please feel free to listen to this podcast on what platform wow. is most convenient for you k-i-r-w-k-c on all the social media platforms all right so we got all the information out there corby we're we're in the process of wrapping Good. this up is there are there any messages you want to give to the listeners before we wrap this up okay. yes and that is don't let people push you into things you don't want. Uh, I want to give you my two magic phrases when someone is going to tell you you're wrong for believing what you're believing or they are the only one who has your answers or why aren't you listening to them? You smile beatifically and you say, thank you for sharing. You may think that if you wish. And then you go and you live <laughs> your life, my darlings. Don't let them get to you. I like that attitude. <laughs> Take and run with it, Casey. All right. Awesome. Well, to all of the listeners, thank you again for listening to this episode. Again, Corby's information will be in the description section of this um, particular episode. All right. So until next time, everyone, be blessed.